Okay, listen, let me just give you the story straight up here. No being cute, no calling you nice little names, no trying to trick you. If so you listen, listen up. you're not helping. Sorry. Not help, no, being nice now. Okay. Since you obviously liked, subscribed, and followed, because I know you did, this is True Really News, could you please talk your friends into it, coerce them, Coercion, threaten I like. them, Ooh. do it for them? <laughs> Actually, do it for them and don't tell them. That would be hilarious. And then set it up so the things go off. Anytime one's uploaded, it just starts. That's when you, you hit the little bell thing, right? Or something. Like? Subscribe, follow, carry on. This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. Signs of the times. I'm just going to give parents a chance to... Bat cave, three miles. (laughs) To move the kids out of the room because there is a content warning on this one. It'll happen at the very end of the list. So I have a Batman poster right in front of me. So I. So here we go. Signs of wait the a minute. Time. Wait a minute. Kid, get out. Come back later. I'll tell you when. And a lot of these, these all come from grocery stores. Just so you know. Pure Texas armadillo, sun dried. Road tenderized. Makes me think of Army. <laughs> my stuffed armadillo. I remember your stuffed armadillo. Yeah, my wife threw them out. What? That's like my wife threw out my favorite underwear, too. It's not like that at all, but go ahead. Note to grocery workers. Do wearing not... an armadillo would be sick. <laughs> Note to grocery workers. Do not abbreviate assorted cream cakes. Innocent kids, two for four pounds. Well, they're the most tender. Can't elope, two for four dollars. I think it's the same person. Strawberries. What? Strawberries. They're fruit. Is it like strawberries? <laughs> yes. Or libraries? Strawberries. <laughs> it's like biscotti. My, it's <laughs> my goodness. Uh, big poo rice. And here's the real reason I had the kids leave the room. Apparently in Australia, uh, their social mores allow for these kinds of products to be sold right there on the shelf. Bunsters, the bed, hot sauce. Well, yum. I can't wait. Why sugar coat it really just. Eat this and have your insides burn from both directions. (laughs) I have, being as it's October, and since we've all given up on, you know, the the Christian holidays at the end of the month. Right, like All Saints Day. Yeah, or All Saints Eve. Halloween, people. Yes. Now we dress up like witches and threaten people for candy. I like that one, too. I don't have a problem with threatening people for uh, candy. Set your house on fire or treat. And I always get candy. Yep. Well, you always carry that that rat sucking flamethrower, so it's kind of a. <laughs> they always guess too. Ghostbusters? Nope. 
World War II Okinawa. <laughs> Here you go. The ancient origins of eight common superstitions. Oh, cool. Cool. A black cat crossing your path brings bad luck. Goes all the way back to Egypt. Ancient. That's not new Egypt, like ancient old, even before Nasser. Okay. There's, <laughs> there's, wow. Google it. N-A-S-S-A-R. <laughs> there's one catch, though. The ancient Egyptians were famous cat lovers back in those days. People thought an encounter with a black cat actually brought you good luck. But they saw what happened. Obviously, Egypt. ancient Egyptians were morons. <laughs> right. It's a cat. Cats never do anything good. They're evil deities. This version of the belief didn't die out until the Middle Ages. When a lot of things died out, it was around then that the black cats became associated with witchcraft. Witchcraft. We're not exactly sure why black cats in particular became entangled in witch lore, because obviously you've never had a cat. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Number two, knocking on wood to prevent the ever popular bad thing from happening. Yep. See, I do that, but I think it's corningware. Your head? Put in there, yeah. Oh, yeah, that uh, plate. One explanation, some historians, I wonder if there's like a full setting. Some, some historians claim that ancient European peoples like the Celts and the Vikings would knock on wood to alert the gods of their impending predicament. I don't know. I'm thinking if you're like a berserker, you're yeah. knocking on woods to warn the gods to get the hell out of the way. Things are about to get naked and purple. There are other theories, though. Okay. One says that the sound of hitting wood was intended to scare away evil spirits because we all know evil spirits are technically cowards. Right. Well, and they've got no power, only what you give them. So, yeah, Especially when you knock on wood because they're dumb. Yeah. Others claim that the superstition originates from an old habit of touching a crucifix before taking an oath. All in all, muddled. But it would be kind of cool, though, wouldn't it, if you knocked on wood and Odin shows up here? <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, hey, Odin. I was sleeping. <laughs> Odin's sleep is real? <laughs> Number 13, being unlucky. Dinner parties. The ancient Norse mythology told the tale of the banquet in Valhalla, where 12 gods were expected. And then, of course, Thor's adopted brother, Tom Loki. Hiddleston. No, Lo Loki. Huh. Tom Hiddleston portrays Loki. He's an actor. <laughs> Forget what I just said. Tom Hiddleston is Loki. Tom Hiddleston showed up as the uninvited 13th guest. With the horn thing, I'm sure. I'm sure. The favored god, Balder. Balder? Yeah. Is he I the big they, round one? I think they mean me. Well, they don't come much, Balder. All right. Sorry, it was a cheap shot, and I had to go there. You the favorite welcome. god, Balder, got killed in the ensuing fight to kick Loki out of the Mead Hall because Tom Hiddleston is tougher than he looks. Yeah, he may be and skinny, but he's the character is well-written. He's wiry. Yeah. Christianity brought this belief to a wider audience. According to one tale, Jesus' betrayer Judas, the Iscariot kind, yes. was the last and 13th person to show up at the Last Supper, and we all know how that went. Yeah. Bad luck. Spilling salt brings bad luck. And we're back to Judas. Common claim says the superstition about spilling salt originates from him tipping over a salt container at the Last Supper. I looked through all the Gospels. There's no mention of it. Never saw it. But that doesn't 
stop us from, you know. Well, you uh, imagine a guy that nasty would not. He would assault. just on probably on purpose, not by accident. Likely just because, you know, it's what Tom Hiddleston would do. There yeah. are records of ancient Sumerian. I thought the thing with the horns must be hard to get through a door. There are records of ancient Sumerians throwing spilt salt over their shoulder some 5,500 years ago to nullify the bad luck it causes. Okay. And for the longest time, salt was very expensive. It's true. I mean, it was a you could buy and sell things with salt. So maybe th- folks thought spilling it was bad mode. Ancient Celts did. That's uh, Salzburg, Austria is named for the salt in the mountain. Really? Yeah. They used to trade with the Mediterranean to get gold and silver with their salt. I thought it was named for Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> well, the Gaelic- opening an umbrella inside causes bad luck. Back to ancient Egypt. The Egyptians built parasols out of papyrus and peacock feathers. Pay to watch that happen. Fashioning them in the image of the sky Wouldn't goddess. Wouldn't it be peacock feathers if it's papyrus? You would think. I would think. It's a peacock parasol. A peacock parasol. Wow. A uh, peacock say parasol. That say that after you've eaten some Guinness. <laughs> <They've>, <laughs> they would fashion their parasols out of peacock feathers <laughs> in the image of the sky goddess Newt. Or not? What do you think? M-U-T. <laughs> I'm going to say ancient goddess. Let's go with Newt. Newt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because otherwise it'd be weird. Never call that woman nut. Like, you know, the peacock feathers isn't weird enough. <laughs> Since the peacock parasol was so closely associated with divinity and the sun, the Egyptians considered its shade to be holy. Which is odd, because if you had a hole in your peacock parasol, there would be... Anyway... The parasol inside, using that there inside, went against its natural purpose and was therefore sacrilegious. There is probably a more practical reason. Victorian England, which is, of course, the definition of practical. Oh, yeah. Early spring-loaded umbrellas were a very real health hazard. <laughs> Their stiff springs would fly open with such force that the metal spokes could easily break things or even cut you. Oh, yeah. Oh, most yeah. people don't. So the penguin was right. Wow. Yep. yep. Since most people don't want to accidentally chop you off, you know, a figure opening an umbrella, they outdoor activity. Okay, last but not least, a broken mirror bringing seven years of misfortune. The Romans, ha, thought we were going to Egypt, didn't you? Yeah. I was, a lot of things originated in Egypt. The Romans believed that people's health and fortunes altered in seven year cycles. Okay. Looking at oneself in a broken mirror distorts the reflection which the Romans took as a sign that the next cycle was doomed, I tell you, doomed. The belief of mirrors holding in special powers goes further back. The ancient Greeks, ha, still not in Egypt. The ancient Greeks practiced something with peacock feathers. The ancient Greeks practiced cato, catoptromancy. Okay which is dividing the future by analyzing reflections and mirrors. That's easier to say than catoptromancy, whatever that is. Uh, it's dividing the future, analyzing reflections. Special mirror seer, a special mirror seer, as opposed to the special mirror holder. There's a special mirror cleaner and sitter. A special mirror seer would dip a mirror into a bowl of water and ask a person to look into it. A clear reflection was good omen. A twisted visage signified disaster. Hmm. Wow. And all depended on the crappy mirrors they made back then. Yeah. That's that's where I want to put my fortunes there, boy. (laughs) 
4.25 a.m., police were dispatched to a residence on a report of two females fighting in the front yard. Cat fight! Police arrived to find that the women, 127 of University Heights, the other 24 of Cleveland, were intoxicated. Wait a minute. Do we, have we actually seen, like, the report, the test? Because I don't believe that. <laughs> Both had minor injuries. <laughs> the two women Which could have been major injuries if they were sober. The two women were issued criminal summons for disorderly conduct. No one would say how the fight started, and they declined to say why one of them was naked. It could have been they showed up in the same dress, I guess. One was released for hospital treatment. The other was released to a responsible party. Maybe they did show up in the same dress and, like, trading it off. And maybe uh, somebody, was, somebody was undrunk and got her home. Yay. One could only help. This is true. Really news. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.